It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and uh, welcome back in for another hour right here on WXJC Radio 101.1 FM. And of course, uh, we're live five until seven Monday through Friday, mostly live Monday through Friday on 101.1 FM. And then find us later at PriorityTalkRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform. Search for Priority Talk. And uh, back in studio with us this week after a week away is Mr. Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center. Cleet, we missed you last week. Yes, sir. I, I had to do an extra hour's worth of work I'm without so, you being here. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you take care of one for me every week. I apologize and no pun intended. I just, I just sit here and listen <laughs> and learn as you teach us. And uh, so we continue with our conversation ongoing. We've been talking worldviews, world religions, and Christian counterfeits. And uh, we're going to pick up today and I guess for uh, what this week and next week mm-hmm. um, talk about another world religion. Right. Uh, and that is Hinduism. Mm-hmm. So uh, and then next week we've got a special guest that will be with us, Michael Alston. So mm-hmm. you want to kind of mark that on your calendar for next week because he is a uh, really uh, gifted high level guest with a lot of experience in, a lot these, of experience. in these topics. Uh, he's, he's a, a national spokesperson for uh, Christian History Institute Mm -hmm. and um, has done a lot. He's done a lot. He's a former yogi, and he's a former follower of one of the top Hindu godmen that made their way to America back in the early 70s. So When you say a yogi... Yeah, he's a not real, Yogi Bear. No, <laughs> or Yogi, yogi Bear. Yeah, <laughs> tell people what a Yogi. Well, a Yogi is a, a guy who's really into Hinduism by way of yoga, mm-hmm. and and leads so, other people, and leads other people. A teacher, right? Right. Yeah, and he is a former. He is a former, and he's now was he the guy that? Have you ever been with? Has he been in person with him? Have you been in person with him? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. he in our office one time? Yes. In your office? I yes. remember that. I yeah. remember meeting yeah. him one time. Yeah. I sure do. That's who that is. When Joe was still That's there. right. That's yeah. right. I do remember yeah. him coming he came, through. came by. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling us about him then Yeah. in the office. That's, That's okay. It. I know who you're talking about. So that'll be next week. So this week, let's give a uh, sort of an overview, I guess, okay. um, of of Hinduism. And, and I was telling uh, everybody last week that um, this is not a topic that I'm super knowledgeable on. I, I've studied uh, some of the others that we've talked about more in depth. Um, Hinduism, though, I'm not, um, I'm nowhere near knowledgeable. Mm. So I'm looking forward to learning. Okay. So tell us about Hinduism. I guess we usually start with the history. Right, T- talk right, to us. Right. Well, we've discussed paganism, how that came to be in America. And paganism in many forms is Eastern mysticism. And some of the Hindu tenets and practices come west to us. But as far as uh, the history of Hinduism is concerned, and of course their whole world and life view, their belief structure and practice is totally different 
from what we experience here in monotheistic America, you know, because, um, uh, and we'll get into their worldview here in a minute, but as far as the history of it, as, as far as written scriptures is concerned, it goes back a couple of thousand to about 2000 BC when this written scriptures uh, came about. However, uh, uh, oral traditions of Hinduism's roots can be traced back to about 5,000 years. So it's very, very old. Mm. And you have a lot of people saying, for instance, the Hindu Trimurti, which represents three different Hindu gods, it, they'll claim that that's where Christianity got its trinity from mm -hmm. because it goes back so long. But there again, if, if the biblical trinity is true, it's always been true. Right. And there are various religions that have borrowed, you know, a Trinitarian form. But those are uh, occultic and, but the history of Hindu goes back a long way, uh, about 5,000 years ago. And what was known at that time as the Indus Valley, that it started developing these, it has really uh, no particular founder, uh, but uh, paganism. So you can't point back to a person. There's not a name. Not really. Like some of the other world religions right. where yeah. you've got a, a yeah. sort of a, a, yeah. a personality. Yeah. And um, I mean, they're Mahatma Gandhi, you know, he that's one, but that's a modern guy. But uh, as far as an original founder, there's really no original founder in Hinduism. So. Uh, but, but at 2000 BC, so 2000, way back. Well, 2000 BC is when their scriptures started to being okay. right. But okay. it, as far as it coming about, oral traditions were long before that. Yeah, so it way predates Christ. Right, right. And that's what some people will reason. They say, well, mm -hmm. we didn't get the Bible or New Testament yeah. until Christ came along. Mm. So therefore, Hinduism is older than Christianity. Christianity must have borrowed from it. Mm. No. It did bar from it because the two worldviews and beliefs and practices are totally different. Well, um, you know, having been around that long, and uh, there's a lot of Hindus around the world. Now we don't mm -hmm. we don't see that much of it here. Not to say there's not here, but in some parts of the world, I'm not saying it's not growing here mm -hmm. and its influence is growing mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. But you're not you don't we don't see that many people here saying mm -hmm. I'm a Hindu. But but the influence is certainly there. But how many Hindus are there around the world? It's, it's, it's a big, it's big. Tons of them. Uh, it's really, uh, Hinduism is the second largest religion today, right now, mm -hmm. behind Islam, Sunni Islam. Uh, and Hinduism, I mean, you've got four times the population of the United States crammed into a country called India mm -hmm. that is the size of Alaska, maybe. Yeah. And so it's wall-to-wall -wall people, and of course most of them, they're Hindus. And various sects and dialects, I mean, there's so many different languages, but yet they're all Hindu. And the word Hindu means Indian. To be Hindu is to be an Indian. To be an Indian is to be Hindu. Now, not Native American, but yeah. <laughs> Hindu, Indian from India. Hmm. So, um, Do... Um 
you know, we're saying we don't see that many here in America, but how, right. how, how do you know how, like, what is the, well, the, po- the number I'm of population sure the, the, in America the, the percentage that would say I'm Hindu? Hindu in America, but I know this I have run into two particular pharmacists at Walmart who filled my mm-hmm. uh, prescriptions that are from India. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, both of them were from Bangalore, where I've been a number of times. Mm. And, uh, of course, they don't say Bangalore. They say Bangalore. Mm. <laughs> so, but um, but even though, and you do have uh, a number, uh, probably at least a couple of hundred thousand, if not two or three million Hindus in America. Yeah. But you have a, a lot of that uh, could be associated with Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna is, has, is a form of Hinduism just like uh, TM or Transcendental Meditation, which which, is a New Age Hindu cult. Which we talked about uh, earlier. Yeah, Yeah, and and how America became pagan series. Yes. Um, But but I was saying officially call themselves Hindu, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of us who are living under Hindu uh, influence Mm -hmm. and carrying out Hindu practices maybe in our life, and we don't even realize it. And I know you'll we'll expose some of that as we go. We already have. We already yoga, have. Yeah, and we'll go further. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, we're 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 way way exposed mm-hmm. to the Hindu worldview and and way. So talk to us about the worldview of Hinduism, so people can begin to see if this yeah. is uh, bleeding over into their yeah. own worldview. Well, here's the thing: you just mentioned that uh, we have been influenced. Many people in America have been influenced by. Hinduism, even not not with even without knowing it, you right? Know. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, we may think Hindu. Yeah. Oh, that's somewhere in other, some other yeah. part of the world. Yeah. It's the occasional person yeah. Yeah. I run into, right. like filling yeah. my prescriptions, or yeah. right. you know, right. uh, or on a college campus somewhere. Maybe they've moved mm-hmm. here to get an education, mm-hmm. but w- we're influenced by Hindu thought. We are. Um, in really all areas of, of our life in many ways. And um, it's very interesting as far as the worldview of Hinduism is concerned. And it, the reason why we're influenced by it, because in Hinduism, there is no separation of, of issues. They view everything as a monistic oneness. Yes, one. mm-hmm. And we've talked about it that talked about that as far as paganism is concerned uh, but the world basic worldview of Hinduism is pantheism but it can also be panentheism but it's in a monistic whole uh, where you don't distinguish or discriminate against anything and so it would be hard to separate truth from error you can even use the worldview of Hinduism uh, as far as a pragmatic thing here in America as moral relativism mm-hmm. because each individual is doing that which what is right in his own eyes. They think is best for them. Right. So. All right. We're talking Hinduism. We'll continue with the conversation. Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center in studio with us. Hope everybody's doing very well out there. This is a it's – a, it's a – it's a topic that uh, we need to be more informed about, and uh, there's not many places probably to get this uh, this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not not that many people out teaching on Hinduism. No, um, so not. very unique uh, setting here that we have. So we hope that you'll stay tuned for it. We'll be right back. 
Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jeffress, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC. Continue to visit with Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center. Greg Davis here with you. And uh, we're having a very interesting conversation this hour about Hinduism. It's part of our larger conversation about worldviews and world religions. And so we're just getting into this, mm-hmm. Hinduism. Uh, we've talked about the history. We've talked about the numbers around the world and even here. Uh, and we're talking about the worldview of Hinduism. Um, so people may wonder, is, 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 it, is Hindu worship God or God's? Yes. <laughs> That's why we're confused. <laughs> well, the overall concept in Hinduism as far as God is concerned, or what they would say ultimate reality, would be what what is known as Brahman. Okay. <clears throat> For instance, and when I say that word, people think of the holy cow, Brahma cow, mm. you know, of course, they're not uh, original in, to the West. <laughs> they were imported from the East. But uh, the idea is all is one. All is Brahman. Brahman is all. However, uh, Hinduism has over a million gods and goddesses. Okay. And in their god uh, pyramid, or not pyramid, but hierarchy, mm-hmm. um, there's male and female deities but in some forms of hinduism they would say that the, they're really not a male female couple <laughs> but the fe- the female represents the energy of the male god mm. so but it doesn't really make any difference as far as an overall understanding because in hinduism it's monistic all is one, one is all. All is Brahman. Brahman is all. And so they wouldn't make any distinctions there. So Brahman is um, sort of a uh, reality? Is that, is mm-hmm. that the best way to say That's it? There. If, if, when you say God in Hinduism, you're talking about Brahman. But you're also talking about all the millions of gods and goddesses. Yeah. Why so many? 
Because, well, some Hindus one, will, is one not good, or uh, <laughs> enough one so everybody can find one they like. Well, all of the gods and goddesses may be distinguishable, but they're all part of the one supreme reality or God, which is known as Brahman. Think of it like this. Some, some of them have likened it to this illustration that we are to God what one drop of water is to the ocean. Okay, He's, he's this abstract ocean that's endless, and we are a drop in it. But I'm not a drop unless you're a drop <laughs> because it's all inclusive. So you could see why someone would say this is pantheistic, all is God and God is all. But some of them, some schools of Hinduism want to personalize God. And so they'll, they'll major on what is known as a panentheistic worldview. God is in all. And all is in God. Mm -hmm. So, so a lot of this we need to hear it this way, the way you're teaching it. Mm -hmm. But then talk to us about how this becomes relevant to us every day. I mean, how does this seep into our our life or our kids? Mm -hmm. Where's this happening at? We've well, talked about a lot of it yeah, we months ago, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how is this seeping into our everyday life? And even people who are Christian, church going, maybe even right into the church. Well, here's here's. I always use whenever I'm confronted with a worldview that tends to unify all things regardless of everything, that I'm, I think about what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1, where they ex exchanged the mm -hmm. truth of God, his existence, for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of Hindus would say, well, we're not worshiping creation. We're worshiping Brahman or this god or this goddess through creation, mm -hmm. you see. But they're still worshiping creation. But then you get into some of them that say, well. Well, you find people that will do that, that they love to be in the woods or in nature. Maybe oh, good old, you know, country, good Christian people. Right, yeah. And they'll say, man, I just worship God when I'm in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Like they're using the woods to worship God. Right, but, right. Eh. I'm, I'm using a, a golden calf to worship. <laughs> right. You know, it's the same same issue. Right. Not saying they, you can't appreciate no, the creation oh, no, or no, enjoy no. the creation. Exactly. We should. But the problem is in a monistic, distinctionless worldview, what you have is a denial of the creator-creature distinction. Right. And that's what Paul talks about. And you might deny the personal God of creation, but that doesn't mean you lose your spiritual appetite because we were all made to worship. And if we're not worshiping the one creator... We're worshiping something else or someone else. Part of creation, mm -hmm. you see. And so that's that's what that is. And the way that that bleeds into our culture and society, I think of moral relativism. Yeah. Because if there are no absolutes, there's no heaven or hell. Um, what did John Lennon say? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is no heaven. Imagine there is no hell. Imagine there are no distinctions. Yeah. And, and if there's no heaven or hell, there's no reward or punishment. 
and everything's relative. You relative, you got your truth. I got my truth. Just don't allow your truth to yeah. interfere with my. And truth. And he was under heavy uh, Hindu influence oh, during that period of his life, big time. And of course, um, uh, as are still many entertainers. Now. George Harrison, you know, he was into ISKCON and and the uh, Hare Krishna move, movement. And I remember when I first heard, you know, his song. My sweet Lord, mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, until later. I got yeah. to reading. Them. Sounds said, like a song for church. Yeah, it? I said, "Good night." This guy's not talking about Jesus. No, no, <laughs> you know, he's talking about a Hindu deity, right? You know, was it so. the? Um, would you say it was the maybe the late '60s when uh, this movement really picked up a lot of steam oh, in America, yeah. Yeah. or was it b- before that, or is that just the first I know of it? No, you I'm know, sure it was there, right but. around right around the time of, um, of President Kennedy, you know, the Liverpool Four came yeah. over, you know, and then but the late '60s, boy, they were. Now, really did they bring it around. with them, or did they sort? Did they more or less find but, it here? Yeah. All of it. <laughs> it was it was coming, you know, to the west. The east yeah, was, coming was coming to the west, but they they spent time with Maharaji Mayashogi, mm-hmm. founder of Transcendental Meditation, and ever since then, you know, you could hear in their lyrics uh, took on a, a new it age did. flavor. Yeah, LSD, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, you know, mm-hmm. or. Who knows? We all live in a yellow submarine or something, yeah. you know. But and the Beatles said, "I am thee, thee is me, and I am the walrus." Well, if, if all if I'm you and you're me and yeah. we're all, the walrus, yeah, it's all is one. That's the thought. That's it. It's yeah. monistic. That's the idea there. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so moral relativism sort of seeps this into our mm-hmm. life, and uh, mm-hmm. and and you think, well, I, I'm not falling for that. Well, mm-hmm. well, you probably are in some ways. Because we'll say, well, just people can do yeah. whatever they want to, as it's long di- as they don't hurt anybody else, right. and you know, you approve of things. And well, it's DIY, do-it-yourself reality, do-it-yourself divinity, yeah. do-it-yourself morality. You and know. look where that's led us to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because everyone does it's what tried us, in their own eyes. It's led us to a pagan revival. Isn't that in what America? it is? Everyone exactly. does what tried in their own eyes, yeah. just as they did in the days of Noah. Yeah. And uh, God, God didn't turn too well on that. No, we, uh, people he, he start, judged them pretty good. People start worshiping idols and creation, and we're guilty of what Paul is accusing the Romans of. Yeah, and when, and when you start buying into uh, uh, idols and uh, you start creating your own things to worship, mm-hmm. you, and then you're worshiping the creation versus the Creator. Amen. And I think and. and all of us do that probably in some form or fashion uh, in our life. It's a struggle. I love sports. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah. And, it, but um, it's idol worship. Yeah. Anything that we desire more than the Lord can become that. Yeah, and you can't have it both ways. No, you can't. Jesus said you can't have two masters. Exactly. You just can't. You love one and hate the other. Yeah, or you hate the one <laughs> and love the other. You just can't have it both ways. We, we but can't. we like to have it both ways. Yeah. But Hinduism... If I'm hearing you right, sort of says, hey, have it. Both. You can do it. Both. Double minded. And that's what's so tempting about it. Yeah, it is. And it, well, years ago, especially when the uh, Hindu Godmen trips started coming from the East to the West, uh, they were saying, even back then, well, actually, late 80s and early 90s, you had 
these guide men in India saying that America is prime. Mm-hmm. We can see the end of Christianity drawing near. Yeah. And and practically speaking, um, it's made a lot of progress. It's made a lot of progress. There might not be as many people, Americans, born Americans, running around saying mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a Hindu, right. but they're living. Yeah, as if they as are. if they are in in, yeah. in a big chunks of their life. Yeah, and the hippie movement kind of um, a lot of people got interested in it during that time. My wife was a new ager at Birmingham Southern, <laughs> and she had a dramatic uh, conversion experience. Amen. So. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back and continue the conversation as we talk Hinduism. And uh, we'll uh, get into how Hinduism relates to other religions. And, uh, of mm-hmm. course, everybody hears, uh, you know, when you think Hinduism, you think uh, reincarnation, mm-hmm. you think karma. Mm-hmm. And these are, uh, again, things that we very easily sort of get caught up in and don't even realize it. Take so, it for uh, granted. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about it when we come back. Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center here on Priority Talk. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205 701 0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. My life be like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. We're back in and continuing our conversation with Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center. Greg Davis here with you. It is Priority Talk. We share good news and Christian values. We're talking uh, worldviews and world religions, and uh, we're talking Hinduism here today as we talk about uh, world religions. Okay, Uh, we've given some good theory, some good overview. Um, Let's, before we get into uh, karma and reincarnation and and some of these issues that are so uh, prevalent and, and what most of us um, you know, most readily connect, mm-hmm. you know, practically to mm-hmm. the, the Hindu, to the word Hindu. Sure. How do Hindus view other religions? Um, did, did they give a lot of uh, uh, levity to uh, people to, to be other things and it's all good, it's all one, or are they pretty exclusive? They give a lot of levity mm-hmm. um, because of their monistic worldview. Mm-hmm. Um and it's easy for them. Well, first of all, Hindus, when you think of Hindus in India, peaceful people, mm-hmm. except for the present president, <laughs> Mahdi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's when he took office in 2014, he vowed to rid India of Christianity, uh, but it, because it was messing up the culture. It was making a distinction between truth <laughs> and the various sects and all their culture and the pantheism and all that and the deities and everything that they worshiped. Uh, but the average Hindu is very, very 
amenable, very approachable as far as other religions. It, oh, yeah, there's many ways to uh, enlightenment. There's many ways to God, mm-hmm. you know, so we're all part of yeah. it, you know. And um, Well, with the worldview they have, it's sort of hard to criticize anybody else's. Because, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, um, of course, the, the issue of um, uh, Jesus, for instance, I, I hear people talking about, oh, did you hear that this Indian or Hindu accepted Christ? I said, are you sure that they did? Now, mm. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical because in Hinduism, it's easy for a Hindu to accept Jesus. And just add Jesus to one of their gods. To one of their gods. Yeah, just be another god. He's, a, he's an avatar. Yeah. You know, and by the way, that movie's on again, you know. That yeah. When I, when I first heard of the movie coming about a few years back, you know, several years back, mm-hmm. I said, oh, a movie about Hinduism. I'll watch it. They didn't even mention the word Hinduism or anything. It was about Native American spirituality is what it was. But the the term avatar, and people use it on Facebook all the time, you know, little pictures of the avatar showing the the body that that they want rather than the one they're presently stuck with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never, I don't do those. I don't, I don't have well, any. Well, I don't either, but when they first started I on, bet Stuart does. Stuart, you have an avatar. I figured you did. Yeah. I figured I, you did. I, when it first started on Are that, those free? Do you pay for those, Stuart? Well, there's avatars for like many different sites and stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. But my friends would post that. I said, I didn't know you became a Hindu. (laughs) What? I said, do you know what the word means? It means an incarnation of a Hindu deity. That's what the word avatar means. But people don't know. There again, pragmatism in America, let's redo, let's redefine things to fit my understanding. Well, and even the movie, you know, is so big and so the movies are so huge um, that, um, but, and while they may not specifically be about Hinduism, um, they they uh, they desensitize us even mm-hmm. to the word mm-hmm. and to the concepts mm-hmm. of it, and make well, it part of the everyday vernacular. It's very interesting. Of course, the guy coming in and out of a different body, you know, and different life. I honestly, don't know that much about it. Well, so here's I, here, here's the deal. I've never really. The, in some sense, some Native Americans, and this was about Native Americanism. Mm-hmm. Some Native Americans have practically the same worldview that a Hindu does Mm. because some Native Americans believe that we're all part of the Great Spirit. Well, if you're part of the Great Spirit, then there's no distinction between you and the Great Spirit. So you're into a monistic, somewhat pantheistic world and life view. So. Uh, but um, so you got to be yeah. careful about that stuff. Yeah, and we yeah. so readily accept something mm-hmm. because it's visually appealing or, mm-hmm. again, pragmatic. It's it's fun. It works. It's nice. It's cool, and we just sort of receive it. And and while it may not, um, it may not, it might not wholly <laughs> corrupt you yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's it's just a chipping away. The mantra, the scriptural mantra for pragmatic Americans is that. For we walk by sight and not by faith. <laughs> that's that's the unfortunately that's the way that we sometimes live. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so. Um, talk to us about karma. 
and I guess in reincarnation. I guess those sort of go together, really, don't they? Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We can't. It's hard to separate because yeah, um, everybody will say you know that's another way that mm -hmm. it's it's slipped into our our world it's part of our language right you know that's bad karma and yeah everybody says it and, and maybe you don't think much of mm -hmm. it but mm -hmm. but what you're doing is you're sort of um desensitizing mm -hmm. once again mm -hmm. to to yeah. this yeah to this other this false religion yeah there's two words uh taken from hindu sanskrit uh samsara and karma, okay? Samsari is, has to do with the, what is known as the cycle of life. And Hinduism, uh, the, the life in Hinduism worldview is cyclical, mm -hmm. uh, whereas... It's the circle of life. The circle of there life. There we go, another there place. Go. There you go. What's it, the, the animated... Yeah lion movie yep, whatever it that's is right. you know this must slips we must, right in and we don't think much of it well he's he's sitting there in his rafiki yoga lotus position he says i must complete the circle of life mm. you know so but i don't know that much yeah, about it again yeah, i know this I, i've heard it but I've, i don't i've watched it once yeah. but the samsara and circle of life of course is contradictory to a biblical world and life view you and i but uh, our life view, our life line is, it's a linear particular life view. Life starts at point A, at conception, and it ends at, at death. And <clears throat> scripture says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this comes the judgment. You know, the thief on the cross, uh, when he turned to Jesus said, Master, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus, you didn't hear Jesus say, okay, I'll see to it that you're reincarnated mm -mm. in the next life as no. a holy cow or whatever. Said today. No, today you will be. And that's the challenge for us as Christians to Hindus mm -hmm. or New Agers that believe in reincarnation is to present a Jesus that breaks reincarnation and ends karma. And karma is it's known as the law of cause and effect mm -hmm. what's we, if we said it biblically sowing and reaping yeah whatsoever man sows that's going to be what he well, reaps. people would say well it's the same thing but is it really the same thing no, it's yeah, of not. course not <laughs> no because here's the thing uh, biblically um you know that's talking about you shall know people by the fruit they bear mm -hmm. okay uh but in hinduism whatsoever a person sows in this life has been or is the result of what was sown in a previous, previous life. life. And that's not no, the biblical no, concept. No, that's a cyclical understanding yeah. of life, and it's not a biblical concept at all. And it depends on what uh, Hindu authority you're talking about. Some Hindus will say that the goal is to be absorbed into Brahman, okay? And it, some of them might say that it takes millions of reincarnations to ever get back to the Godhead, hmm. you see. Working your way there. Working your way back. A little, little back. closer each time. Yeah, each time. Well, we think about this. From the day we arrive on the planet mm -hmm. and blinking step into the sun, there's more to see than can ever be seen more to do than can ever be done. Some say eat or be eaten. Some say live and let live. 
but all are agreed as they join the stampede, you should never take more than you give in the circle of life. <laughs> you it's said the will that. of fortune. It's the leap of faith. It's the band of hope till we find our place on the path unwinding in the circle of life. Hmm. That's reincarnation right there. It is, because absolutely. It, um, that's some of us fall by the wayside, and some of yeah. us soar to the stars. Some of us sail through our troubles, and some live with the scars. There's far too much to take in here, more to find than can ever be found, but the sun rolling high through the sapphire sky keeps great and small on the endless round in the circle of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of a Western version of mm -hmm. pragmatism. And that was 30 years yeah. ago, yeah. too. So that, that was pretty... Uh, introductory you yeah. might say to the to the and general population that's and far, fairly new too yeah for 30 years <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but we've come a long way since then oh boy yeah, have we? Uh, yeah. easier to recognize uh, at that point um, so karma reincarnation incarnation let's uh, take a break and uh, come back we're we good on a break is it about time Stuart yeah let's take a break and come back on the other side and continue to talk Hinduism with Cleet Hux uh, with the Apologetics Resource Center and of course if you missed uh, earlier parts of today's conversation it's at our podcast PriorityTalkRadio.com we'll be there and or on your favorite podcast platform just search Priority Talk Priority Talk Marketing can be overwhelming the marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money stop trying to piece your marketing together start marketing with a purpose Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. We're back and uh, finishing up today's conversation uh, with Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center. We do it during this hour every week. We're uh, talking worldviews and world religions, and uh, we're talking Hinduism and uh, talking karma and reincarnation. And those two, they are connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, karma is what you sow in one life, mm -hmm. takes you, carries over to the next life, exactly. and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. But moksha, we didn't mention that. Moksha is the liberation uh, of the cycle of life and reincarnation, sowing and reaping, that that is broken, basically. So that's that's basically what uh, moksha means. And of course, as a Christian, the only way for that to be dealt with, as far as talking to a Hindu, is to convince them that life is not cyclical. Mm -hmm. Life is linear. You don't have to go through all these reincarnations and different life forms to work off all of that because someone's already done that for you. That's right. And it only took one time, and it doesn't take millions of times to do it. Okay. wanted to get that in there as well. Yes. So talk to us about the Hindus. Uh, you know, well, Christians, you know, we base our— uh, our authority is the Bible, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And other religions have, you know, we talked about, we've talked about Islam, and mm -hmm. they go back to the to the Quran mm -hmm. and, and other writings. Um, 
What about what about Hindu? What, what's the authority? Mm-hmm. Hindu authority, of course, uh, they like we said in the history of Hinduism. Yeah. They started out with oral traditions, but then about 2000 B.C. or so, uh, they started writing these down. Do they, what do they call them? The Vedas. Vedas, okay. Uh, some some people will refer to Hinduism as the Vedic relig- religion, and Vedas simply mean knowledge, knowledge of the ultimate, okay. or Brahman. And so those... Uh, the Vedas, <clears throat> excuse me, started being written, and they're, they're a source of authorities for Scripture. They also have the Upanishads, which are basically uh, commentaries, personalized commentaries on the Vedic Scriptures. Um, and some people would say that speaks more of a and Hinduism, by the way, is a very individualistic religion, again, uh, because Brahman might as well be very impersonal. But the Upanishads, the commentaries to the Vedas, are an attempt in some way to p- try to personalize God, try to personalize Brahman. And then after that, you've got the epics uh, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, you, even Hare Krishna has been in times past. Now, are these, is this a lot of writings? Is it volumes? And vo- is it a lot? Uh, or is it pretty simple? It's fairly simple. Okay, okay. Yeah, but they're epic stories mm-hmm. that um, have meaning, and this is where the gods and goddesses become personalized here and there. Um the ISKCON or Hare Krishnas used to hand out in in um, uh, airports. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd give out right. copies of the Bhagavad Gita. Right. I don't think know. they really can do that anymore. They don't. I haven't seen them in yeah, a well, long time. Well, with security and all that the way it is now, <laughs> yeah. they may not. Let, yeah. They don't just let people hang out. Exactly. Like it used to be. You exactly. know, at the airport, it was a little exactly. different then. Yeah. Okay. So another thing that people think of yeah. with Hinduism is the. Is, is the dot yeah, on the forehead. Right, yeah. uh, what's, what's that all about? Well, here's the deal. <clears throat> as far as the Hindu worldview is concerned, the dot in the forehead represents a third mystical spiritual eye. Hmm. Okay. And uh, that's through their practices, whether it be yoga whatever form it, they do it in that it energizes this third spiritual eye some sometimes when you hear uh, this talked about in america sometimes we'll say some people will say in my mind's eye mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically talking there you go another place the, that it's same thing you know slipped in yeah and we don't even realize yeah it. but um Sometimes, though, it has to do with, with the culture. Originally, uh, both men and women had the dot. Mm-hmm. And you'll see some men still have it's it. And di- different colors dots, mm. which represents various different sects of Hinduism and various cultures within 
Hinduism. So they can sort of tell each other by what color yeah, dot yeah, they've got. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And um, hmm. and, and I didn't they know all, that. And they also. I thought it just matched your outfit. I didn't know. <laughs> I, you know. Well, don't want to take that away. That thought away entirely because huh. some of it is like that. For a, for a woman, and by, by the way, uh, originally both men and women Hindus wore earrings, but now it's just pretty much just the, the women. And you'll see more women with dots in the foreheads than you will uh, men. Yeah, I agree. I, that's, yeah, that's but my it's experience. But it, it can be, especially a Western Hindu, it can be a you know a spiritual thing, but it also can be a fashion statement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's also a way to tell the public, I'm Hindu, mm -hmm. you see. The same way that a young Jewish man, young Jewish boy, would wear the yarmulke, mm -hmm. you know, or or a or Christian may be baptized. Or it's Christian, a symbol to say that. Not yeah. you don't wear it, but well, it's something do, that symbolizes or you wear, shows that you're a yeah, Christian. You wear a cross in a necklace. Yeah. You know, same thing. Uh, or uh, you know, uh, uh, a Sikh, yeah. like the uh, Golden Temple restaurant down at Five Points South mm -hmm. is owned by Sikhs or it was yeah. I don't know if it still is or not but they wear turbans mm -hmm. you know it's that turban is a way I don't know if of, that place is still there was that the Happy Buddha no, was, there was, used to be a place there was, called the Happy Buddha it was called the Golden the Temple Golden Temple okay Golden Temple my wife who is a cancer survivor mm -hmm. went right as she was coming out of surgery with breast cancer and all she was became very dietary conscious and they have great vegetarian food hmm. down there. I don't know. Like I say, I don't know if it's still down yeah, there. Yeah, I don't or not. know. Uh, but, or maybe it's changed names. I'm but, not sure. But that's what it okay. is. Well, that explains it's, the dot then. Yeah, it's both spiritual. It's not something cultural. that they're required necessarily to wear. It's something more of a choice. Yeah, but very few ever decide not to. Really? Because it's it's a way to say that I am a spiritual person so you person. mentioned your pharmacist earlier the, the, or the, the ones you were talking about yeah they wear they have the yeah, dot they did have well, is sure okay did. just caught the dot is that okay is that what they call yeah. it mm -hmm. what does it have a more formal name mm -hmm. not I'm that you know of that's fine that that's I fine of, but it's i just the, wonder i don't the, i, I want to try to be respectful yeah i don't yeah. believe in it but you know you still want to be but if you see that it just it, they're saying i'm hindu yeah i got you okay and of course uh, what we haven't talked about mm -hmm. um that's also uh, most readily associated, of course, mm -hmm. uh, with Hinduism is yoga, mm -hmm. and uh, the part that it plays in Hinduism, which is huge, and Very it's and it's so. been uh, really what uh, has been used to introduce um, uh, Hinduism in America to a great degree. Oh, big it's, time. it's a it's a tool. That's Trojan been horse. Used. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so uh, we talked about yoga. Mm -hmm pretty extensively back in our uh, series on how America became pagan. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's talk about it briefly and then also set up what we're going to have next week because you've yes, got a special guest right. that's going to come on next yes. week and we're going to focus on this topic. Exactly. Okay. But yoga, yoga is taken from Hindu Sanskrit, um, a word that means to yoke, to become one with Brahman. And that's the reason why I always say no matter what America tries to do with Hinduism, try to make it into a physical, excuse me, try to, uh, with yoga, trying to make it into physical mm -hmm. exercise, 
you cannot divorce yoga from no. its spiritual roots. No. There is no Hinduism without yoga and no yoga without Hinduism. It's just that intertwined. And matter of fact, yoga and My- Michael Austin, our guest on, next, week. on next week, he'll go more in depth to this, but yoga and the asanas, the various positions of yoga are uh, literally offerings to Hindu gods and goddesses. So it's it's spiritual by nature. So we'll get more into it next week, and we mm-hmm. don't we're practically out of time today. But um, participating in yoga, yes, is uh, is you're just absolutely flinging open the doors. Yes, you it, are. It's going to take you somewhere, most likely. It's going to take you it's somewhere. It's more than stretching. Right. It's not just the word you know, yoga. It's it's if if you start the stretching doesn't come by itself. No, the stretching doesn't we, come. We already had stretching. <laughs> yeah, you know we yeah, got you yeah. can stretch without right, yoga. Right. Yeah, you can, and there <laughs> you don't need yoga to stretch. No, and I'm, I'm when like, you start calling it yoga, you're opening up the door. Yeah, and uh, and many people will be deceived. Well, I'm like uh, this one Hindu Swami that says, if you want to stretch and relax, do that. Don't call it yoga. But don't call it yoga. That's exactly right. It's not, so, that's not what it is. Exactly. And so even in our current law in Alabama, which allows the teaching of yoga to be in, in the schools, mm-hmm. you know, we have that law now since 2021. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, they say, but but not the, not any religious instruction with it. That's the reason why. Come on now. That's like well, trying to separate the egg and the yolk. You, you yeah. can't do it. That's the reason why we have that addendum on that on that. Uh, law now yeah. that says the parent has to sign yeah. to that if their child's going to partake in yoga they agree that yoga is part of the hindu religion yeah so yeah well it, anyway we'll get into it much deeper next week with michael austin he will join us a spokesperson for the christian history institute a former yogi mm-hmm. so the guy he knows it inside out and he'll be our guest uh next week during this same hour all right, Cleek, thank you very much. Folks, yes, go sir. to the website, arcapologetics.org, arcapologetics.org, and you've got lots of articles and commentary there on Hinduism and lots of other topics as well. So we appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to next week. Thank you, sir. Have a great evening, everybody. So I will